Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Positive Approach to Care podcast series on all things dementia brought to you by Cenny. Cenny brand is a high quality line of adult disposable briefs and underwear that helps people living with bladder leaks retain their dignity and confidence to enjoy everyday activities with less worry. The full breathability and super absorbency features of Cenny products allows incontinent people to sleep through the night and awake more alert in the morning with lower risk of falls, UTIs and skin breakdowns. Caregivers benefit too as people wearing Sunny products require less changes with less soiled sheets and garments to launder. One life at a time, Sunny products are improving the quality of life for people living with incontinence. I'm your host Greg Phelps along with Positive Approach to Care's Tipa Snow and I read a lot on dementia but I probably read about a quarter of what you do, Tipa, but a couple of stories really caught my eye. First was about a chain of nursing homes closing due to a lack of staff, and a subsequent story along the lines of uh, state waves training for nursing home staff. And both of those just sort of like were two spikes in my heart. I do have one. Yeah, me too. And it's scary. The first story was about um, a nursing home chain in Maine who can't find staff. And so rather than continue to struggle to try to find staff, they're closing. Uh, And these are smaller rural community facilities, which means there aren't going to be places for people. And so that's concerning. Well, that's um, right. sad. I mean, I mean, it's sad because things that people have, there's just not people interested in doing this care. Um, and, you know, you know, part of it is, you know, the mandate and COVID, but part of it is just people are not going into the caring professions. Um, there are other places and spaces they, they can be and the price of going into it and the benefit of going into it apparently is, is not enough right now for folks. Well, uh, in Canada, our our workers are fairly well paid mm-hmm. relative to some of the states right. that I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and we still struggle. So is there is there a stigma about perhaps working with seniors? Is it seen as a lesser than job? Because to us, it's a noble calling. Right. And so it's, it's, it's interesting because they're also finding, okay, Greg, this is on the other end of the age spectrum, uh, childcare workers, people are stepping away from childcare work, they just don't want to do it. And so they're moving away from that. And so day centers are closing as well. And, you know, it's that combo where this is the kind of thing I, you know, I say it over and over. People think that doing this kind of care, whether it's for small children or whether it's for adolescents or for people with special needs or for older adults, particularly people living with dementia, people um, think, well, it doesn't take any special skill to do that. I mean, it's just a, you know, it's just a job you got to do. It's just an unpleasant sort of job. And it's like, well, actually, it's a highly complex task, and it would be as complex as asking, um, I mean, if we asked a surgeon to do this care, they would struggle with how to do this and do this well. If I was asked to do surgery, walking in cold and trying to do surgery, you would not want me operating to pull out an appendix or do something. But, you know, the idea that we could just throw anybody who's been on the street, well, you've raised kids here, come take care of this older adult with dementia is like, why do you think that? And then to have a state eliminate a big chunk of training when what we know is people don't get enough training as it is. That's like a double whammy. So is, is there a 
bare minimum? I mean, I, like, I just recoil in horror when I read that story. I can't see how you can trim any less because, as you say, there are so many people. We're more there. about haircuts and beards than we do about you know than we do about taking care of elders. You have to have more hours to be certified as a beautician or a barber across Canada and across the U.S. I mean, if you go into business, you've got to have a license, and it's a licensed profession. I mean, and, and yet we will turn people loose to care for people's lives, their very life. And, eating and drinking and, and, and all the stuff that has to happen and fill their days up with, with, oh, 30 hours should be enough, right? We show them a video or two. That should do it. So how do we get people to realize that it is caring for children and caring for seniors is, is a unique opportunity? That's sort of the way I've always viewed it. it we're, we're actually privileged. Yeah, I mean, it's that we've got to see the value of what we're doing as a skilled, I mean, I truly believe it's a skilled calling, a skilled profession, and it's not for everybody. I mean, what are the qualities of somebody who's going to do this? You've got to be a problem solver. You've got to really enjoy being being with people who are unique and different and figuring things out and being challenged by the work you do. I think what happens is people don't see it that way but if we don't inform them and don't help train them so they feel like they've got some ability to do it what ends up happening is they come and they go I mean even if you get them in the door they're back out the door because this wasn't what I thought it was going to be um and if we don't we don't respect them and we don't say well no like hey Greg now we're going to give you this job and now you're going to have to take care of 10 little kids and I know you've never been with them but it won't be that hard I'll check back with you at the end of the day Mm, wouldn't go well wouldn't go well no um you know wouldn't I'm be a disaster have... but it wouldn't go well because i do but like it would it. not go well and would you want to do it for day after day after day after day no no not what without if meds. I said, oh you know the night person isn't coming do you mind covering that would about push me over you know so you know i think what we've created is we've created a elephant in the room and the elephant in the room is we do not have enough people who are excited about the prospect of this being a career, not just a temporary thing I have to do. Like, you know, like people think about going into the service industry, but they don't think about working at McDonald's forever unless they move up in McDonald's and become a, a manager and maybe become a franchise owner. And we don't have a strategy for helping people have a career path that, you know, this is a step in a process. This isn't like, this is not a dead end job. This is a job that builds opportunities for you. And I, I don't think we have that mentality when it comes to dementia care or geriatric care or childcare, frankly. Is it because somewhere along the line, we have developed a bit of a societal attitude? I realize we're digressing, but a societal attitude where people are sometimes viewed as lesser than. Mm. There is that. And if we look, um, I mean, again, as long as we're doing a big picture for a second, if we look at the profession classic, and we haven't even called it a profession, it's a job, quote unquote, in the past, um, the numbers of females versus males in these positions, uh, I think, you know, there's also that the number of owners that are male, the number of owners that are female, the number of, you know, providers who are female quite high. And one of the challenges is if I am going to provide care in geriatrics and I have young kids, guess what I've got to go find? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody do pediatric care and double-edged sword. This whole thing's, you know, it's like, you know, I'm paying everything I get for childcare and gas. You know, this is this is a no-win situation. And so I think what we're many, I mean, at least in the states, and I think up in Canada too, even with what is happening, it's just like I'm tired of working so hard and going nowhere and not being respected either. Mm. By the way, mail, as you're aware, male care partners are highly sought after. We're oh, a rare commodity when you go onto a unit or anything. It's a guy and the women like you and it's easier yeah, for us to do get... some care than for the girls. And Yeah, you can get some stuff done. And and that's, I mean, it is a gift to have a, a, a gender combined group. And I think what we're seeing is as more and more people um, reach their, you know, their 65 tipping point or the point at which they might start needing support and care, 75, 85, we're going to be running into more diverse populations. We're going to have people who are gay and lesbian and people who are asexual and people who are this and people who are that and this gender gap thing. We're going to have to deal with some more gender issues that are beyond just, you know, who's the caregiver, but also who's providing support and care and who sees value in it. I don't know. I'm really... um, more than any time in history, I think I'm more worried about future of care uh, with some things that we've all decided to do or not do. And I think it's starting to mount up and the boomers are just arriving at the front door. Now, usually towards the end of our podcast, I say, do you have a video on the subject? Bet you don't. Bet you I don't. <laughs> bet you I don't. But I bet you this is a hot topic and we are really a very aware of the distress it's causing. We've even done sessions in the morning on, okay, so the facility that your person is at says you got to take them home and there's no beds and there's nobody to do the care. So how are you going to now do this? And so we're going through how do you put together a care plan when the one you thought you had isn't an option or the funding is just not there, what are you going to do instead? So we're trying to figure out, so what are we going to do when this doesn't work? Because it's getting to where this is a huge challenge right now. On that note, if people need to talk to somebody, Mm. what sort of supports can Positive Approach to Care offer? We for sure offer that free half-hour consult. We also offer caregiver support series. We have consults with me. We have webinars. We have free events. We have TIPA clips. We have... But if you need or want to talk, you can come to info at tipasnow.com. You can call our 800 number. A variety of ways, but don't don't just try to cope alone if you're feeling the distress of trying to do it. Let's talk. Tipa, thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. You've been listening to the Positive Approach to Care podcast series, and if you'd like more information on today's topic or any other information related to dementia care, check the website, tipasnow.com.